that marvelous introduction. Welcome to episode 25 of Have a Blessed Gay, your weekly spiritual comedy podcast. I am your holy host, Tyler Martin. This weekend is my absolute favorite holiday, Halloween. The tradition that originated with the ancient Celtic Gaelic festival, Samhain, marking the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter or what they called the darker half of the year, which honestly, relatable. I am more of a summer guy myself. It's debated when the festival actually started, but was a tradition from early Celtic culture, and it's believed that the Celtic culture started to evolve as early as 1200 BC, so the festival would have started sometime after that. According to Irish mythology, Samhain was a time when the doorways to the other world opened, allowing supernatural beings and the souls of the dead to come into our world, move forward in time, and as Christianity gained a foothold in pagan communities, the church leaders attempted to reframe Samhain as a Christian celebration, something Christians have loved to do throughout history, taking shit and claiming it as theirs. The first attempt was by Pope Boniface in the 5th century. He moved the celebration to May 13th and specified it as a day celebrating saints and martyrs. Later, in the 9th century, Pope Gregory moved the celebration back to November 1st, but declared it All Saints Day, followed by All Souls Day on November 2nd. Which is where the Mexican holiday, Dia de los Muertos, comes from as seen in Disney Pixar's Coco. Then fast forward even more, Americans got a hold of the holiday and it became a consumerist money monster. Yay, America! (laughs) I love Halloween because it is one of the only holidays people are praised for being different, encouraged to be creative, and to showcase their inner weird selves. Obviously, being that we are in a pandemic, we cannot celebrate in ways that we normally would. To quote Winifred yet again, damn, damn, double damn. No elaborate costumes, no wearing only underwear and calling it a costume. 
No haphazardly mixing way too much alcohol or dancing on top of countless sweaty strangers. No walking down a street that you've never walked down before. And because you're in a costume, you're worried that you're going to be a victim of a hate crime. No yelling at someone to walk ahead of you as you go through a haunted house. And no, no eating pounds and pounds and pounds of candy without feeling any guilt or shame. Actually though, I've been known to make myself pretty sick on some candy corn, so I am both sad and happy about that last one. I have been watching scary movies though, like The Conjuring, The Others, Us, and also just some Halloween classics like Hocus Pocus, Casper Meets Windy, Twitches, Halloween Town, Halloween Town 2, Halloween Town High, but not Return to Halloween Town because I still, I can't get over that they recast Marnie. Like why, why Lord, why? Nothing against the other actor, but Kimberly J. Brown, you will always be my Marnie. My whiny, annoyingly stubborn Marnie. I don't know if it is because of the Halloween spirit or what, but y'all, I have been very into the idea of tarot lately. It kind of absolutely terrifies my inner Christian child who was told that that stuff was of the devil, but as an adult, I can rationally understand that that is not true or based in any real facts. And... I think it's pretty dope. So I had a kick-ass idea, if I do say so myself. Today's guest is Kevin Garcia, a digital pastor, creative mystic, public theologian, and intuitive soul coach who uses tarot in their spiritual practices. So I talked to them all about tarot, and toward the end of our discussion, they gave me my very first tarot card reading. What? It was so much fun, and I can't wait for you to experience it. I actually bought a deck of tarot cards myself the other day with some birthday money I had because apparently it's bad luck to buy your own first deck. It should be gifted, which technically mine were. So like my urologist said, I'm all clear. But y'all, I have only had them for a few days and I already have a bizarre kind of spooky story for you. Tarot is all about intuition and energy, okay? So I'm talking on the phone with my sister. We had never talked about tarot before, but I brought it up, told her about it, and said that I had just ordered my first deck. We weren't chatting about it very long, maybe like a couple of minutes, when our call cut out. And I kid you the hell not, Sarah and Beth, the moment, not a second before or a second after, but the damn moment the call cut out, my doorbell rang. I go to the front door, open it up, and sitting on the ground are my tarot cards. What the actual hell? I took a picture and sent it to my sister, and I was like, um am I safe? <laughs> like, that was so weird. What a kooinky dink of all dinks. Am I right? Also, if you don't already, follow the podcast on social media at Have a Blessed Gay, and I will be sharing pictures of my tarot card deck on there. It is so beautiful, so I can't wait for y'all to see. Whether you are scared of tarot, totally into it, 
or have absolutely no clue what tarot is. Let's dive into it, you spiritual goblins. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, the leading provider of online counseling. Y'all, the world is crazy and mental health is important. Some might even call it spiritual. I personally use BetterHelp myself and absolutely love what they're doing. BetterHelp makes professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient. So if you're struggling emotionally, battling anxiety, or you can't stop crying after an episode of Queer Eye, BetterHelp can be there for you anytime, anywhere. Go to my personal link at BetterHelp help.com slash bless gay to check it out and get what 10% off the best part is you don't even have to leave your house they offer four ways to speak with a licensed counselor video calls phone calls real-time chat and direct messaging all counselors have been qualified and certified by their state's professional board in other words, you're not talking to a lobster dressed in human clothes. They're legit. All you gotta do is go to my link at betterhelp.com slash gay and begin the questionnaire to match you with a therapist who is uniquely qualified to serve your needs. How sexy. It's super duper easy and you're matched within 24 hours or less. BetterHelp has a monthly subscription rather than paying per session, which makes it cheaper. But if finances are still a concern, financial aid is available for those who qualify. Get counseling, improve your life, and help this podcast out in the process by going to betterhelp.com slash gay. Sign up today and get 10% off. That's betterhelp.com slash gay. Kevin Garcia, welcome to Have a Blessed Gay. Thank you for having me today. Yes, I am so excited to chat with you. Tell us who you are and what the hell you do. Hello, my name is Kevin Miguel Garcia. I am a digital pastor and intuitive soul coach. And what that means is I help people find and create sustainable spiritual practices that help us heal from our past trauma so we can actually enjoy this thing called life. Uh, I'm an author of the book, Bad Theology Kills. I, um, I read tarot. I, uh, I identify as a witch who loves Jesus. And then sometimes I'm a Christian. Some, I think I'm a Christian today, at least. I don't know. It's weird. I heard you use the phrase spiritually polyamorous i think one time and i really love that yeah i'm spiritually polyamorous that's for damn sure well kevin i have had you on a potential guest list for a little bit now but you do a shit ton of talking so i was so lost as to what i would even talk to you about that you haven't already talked about countless times before then i was scrolling through instagram one day and saw you mentioned tarot and i was like wait kevin messes with tarot hold on a second so i check your website and yeah you do tarot readings alongside your spiritual coaching and i was like uh ding 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 i know what i want to talk to them about 
because tarot is something that has recently really piqued my interest. But as a kid, I was told it was, you know, spooky and evil, but now I am learning that it is not. And I would love to learn more about it. I know there are a ton of listeners who would love to learn more about it. So how about we fucking learn more about it, shall we? Yeah. What is tarot and where does it come from? Tarot or reading tarot, tarot cards, they've been around for a long time. Some people say they have their roots in like ancient Egyptian mystic stuff. A lot of people say it comes from Jewish mysticism. Uh, But tarot has kind of like been in different forms, partly a card game. And it's also just like people you started using it for divination kind of from like the beginning. It has, like I said, it's got its roots all the way in Jewish mysticism. So it's very ancient and weird and also fun fact is that there's this lovely book called meditations on the tarot which was written by an anonymous catholic monk who used tarot to talk about the spiritual experience of christians and how we can apply the lessons of the tarot to our everyday life so it's got roots in christianity too bitch yeah take that and suck on it wow okay yeah so um It's been kind of adapted and used, and that's kind of how tarot as a tool is meant to be used, is as a tool for, people say divination, and it's like a really scary term, but all that means is like, how do I listen for spirit, and how does spirit talk back to me? How do I listen for spirit in my intuition, and in my body, and and in these incredible tools I have in front of me? So I tell people, like, at minimum, if all this is, all these things are, are just a bunch of cards that I shuffled at random and they came out in this way and I being a meaning maker and storytelling creature made meaning out of these things by using my intuition and what I pick up from the person who I'm talking to and what we're investigating together if all it is is causing me to ask deeper questions of myself and ask about my experience and also how can I ground myself and how do I return to peace that's all it is that's pretty fucking good to me i think it's oogie spooky i think like the spirit moves and speaks because like the spirit where else does the spirit speak but inside our bodies it kind of reminds me of prayer the way you're speaking about it one and the same it's just another tool well if those are similar what is the difference between a tarot reading and like working with a medium or a psychic because i feel like those are lumped together all the time but they aren't the same Yeah, I'll say like, I'm super intuitive, but I would not call myself a psychic or a medium like, not yet, at least I don't know how to do that (laughs) shit. But I've got friends who are mediums. And I'm just like, it's weird. Um, So for me, like when I am working with tarot and working with a client, or even just working with myself, we're like working within like this container that we've created of like, we're here to be mindful, to come to ourselves, to ask a very specific question or to get a reading about where I am, what's what am I holding on to and how can I continue to let go? And so what I do specifically uh, is it's very in, intentionally like I ask, I'm like, OK, so this is what I'm picking up here. What, what does that bring up in you? And they'll say, well, this card really resonated with me for this reason. And I'm like, OK, tell me more about that. And then sooner or later, sometimes we're uncovering uh, you know, oh, well, I was abused as a child and I never told anyone. I'm like, ah, okay. Well, let's, you know, let's bring this up a little bit. Just like, why do you feel like you haven't been able to do that? And then we can talk about a next steps for them. You know, why have we not, you know, 
we can even pull some more cards and say, why have I not addressed these things? And I also ask like, what do I need to do right now to get back to peace, to start loving myself through this, whatever it is, whatever we uncover together. And then that's kind of like where we, where we leave it off is like, we seal it and we're like, all right, we've got, we knew, we figured out what the thing holding me back was. We figured out like the thing behind the thing in the process. I also lead people through guided meditation and visualization because uh, I think being able to have an experience of peace and put it in the body and make it a very somatic experience. Because my whole thing is just like, if you can remember what peace feels like, you can, you can always come back to it. Mm. That's why why we practice. So tarot is a tool to just uncover our blocks to peace and people who are psychics and mediums, their tools that they use, you know, they talk to the spirits, (laughs) whatever the spirits are, you know, they talk to, uh, our ancestors and the ones who've gone before us. I don't know how, and I also can't verify it, but also they have, I've had some powerful experiences with them. So, and also the same thing with me, just like I can't technically verify that the spirit of God is upon me and I'm literally talking to whoever. No, nobody can prove that, but that's not the point. The point is peace. Do you want that? I've got some ideas for you then. Yeah. As long as it's working, we don't need answers. Also, it's like, if you can understand it, then you don't even, that if you understand it, then you don't have a question then. Go do it. Uh, yes, and that's so great. When did you begin to utilize tarot in your own practices? When were you introduced to it? I guess it would be probably four years ago when I got kicked out of evangelical world. Oh, we love that. <laughs> you know, because you can't be gay and a missionary, baby. <laughs> Jesus loves you, but not if you're gay. That's uh, my hit single coming out on K-Love next week. Hope you oh, stream wow. it. Okay. Anyways, um, when I got kicked out, there was a, a woman I connected with on um, on Instagram. Her name was Jenny Lee Dow- or is Jenny Lee Dowling. And you can find her on Instagram at The Well Pleasured Mama. And she uh, is an energy healer and at the time was offering energy healing sessions. And she said, I feel like I'm really supposed to work with you. And I'm like, I don't have any money. I can't pay you. She's like... I'm not worried about that. I really feel like I'm supposed to do this. So if you would, I would love to do this for free and you can write me a review. And I said, okay, here's the deal. I will pay you when I have the money. And then five years later, I finally had the money and that felt good. She did this session with me and like within like 15 minutes, I was sobbing because like I was just so touched. I was just in spirit. I was feeling this thing I felt at church camp when I was nine years old, you know, the Holy Ghost. I'm like this, I like, I know this feeling. I know what God feels like. I've been, felt God my entire life. You mean to tell me that not all God's children are Christians? <laughs> and like, it was like, it was just so wild to me because I never even considered that there was another way to experience Holy Spirit or mm-hmm. experience the presence of God or love or, and here is this woman who's swinging a pendulum around saying we're undoing, you know, you know, the fear of God, we're undoing the, the hate of self, we're undoing the hate of our father. And like, I had a horrible relationship with my dad that I needed to start fixing. And that was the beginning point. I didn't realize how much trauma and pain I had in that relationship until that day. And finally, it was an answer. It was like, oh, there's a reason I'm angry all the time. And I was able to heal from that. And that was powerful. So I knew that she read tarot also. So she said, get this deck, get this book, start reading. And then I started practicing. And then I walked around a festival and read for random people. And I'm like, damn, I'm pretty good at this. Started reading just like little things here and there. 
And as I just kind of continued down my path of spiritual development and also like seminary study and getting a master's in Christian theology, LOL. Like that's the thing. It's just like, I am like, I'm, I got a full ass master's degree in practical theology with an emphasis on worship, preaching and the arts. And I'm a witch. Go figure. You know, like you do. Yeah, like you do. But also, I love Jesus. I really do. He's so great. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Man Kush Monday. I can relate. Relatable content. <laughs> yeah. What I realized, I was like, okay, how can I take this tool that I have been, you know, using just kind of like in like small ways, but like really use it as a tool for like, how do I use it in my own spiritual development? It's like I pull cards, I look and I like ask for the deeper message. And then I'll start. My favorite thing to do is like when I'm on Instagram is like. I'll pull some cards. I'll like listen for a message and I'll start typing something on Instagram. And like, there's like this beautiful, encouraging thing that just like flows through. And I'm like, sick, send. Cause like, whether it's, if it's, even if it's just encouraging for me, what a lovely, what a lovely thing. I started reading for other people and using it as a tool for like deeper, deeper spiritual engagement. So when I'm working with people and doing a, a tarot reading and coaching session, I usually ask them like, okay, hey, what's the thing that you're struggling the most with right now? Like, is there anything? Or do you just want to get a general reading and go from there? And a lot because a lot of it's like, you know, like we're coming into the session to to figure out how to come back to peace. Because it's the whole point of the whole thing, anyways. So that's how I kind of got into it. That's why I do it now. I assume you do more than tarot. So what other types of energy work do you practice? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I get into ritual magic, um, which can involve things like crystals or candles, elements of the earth, salt, like things like salt. Or it's basically like, you know, if you've got a kitchen full of like spices, like you probably have something to do a little bit of witchcraft with. That's fun. Because really, like all, all these things are like, here's the thing about ritual magic work is it's not actually about any of these items in front of me. It's not about the candle. It's not about the mantra, the mantra I'm speaking. It is about getting my mind to the place where I actually believe that I am worthy of it. So, for example, a few weeks ago, I did a ritual. It was a ritual to remove blocks to love. And it involved like a heavy set of just like, okay, get yourself into a meditative state. And while you're holding the black candle, visualize all the moments from your past that have hurt you, that have like told you that you were unworthy of love and see them going into this. And then carve the words that come to your mind into this candle. And then after you do that, get the white candle and meditate on what you want in a relationship. Meditate on the powerful feelings of love that you have for yourself. Meditate on the things that you desire to bring forth and like the wonderful things you bring forth and banish all of the feelings that have told you that you're not worthy of that. And then light the candles, stare there and just continue to meditate on how good love it, like how worthy you are of love and call it in and ask for help. And so that kind of ritual work for me, it's just like it has, you know, I could just do that sitting in a meditation if I wanted to but I am a tactile creature and I'm a meaning making creature. And so for me, if I tell my brain that I'm doing magic, I'm going to start to believe it. I might actually believe that I'm worthy of love. I might actually believe that I don't have to settle. And lo and behold, I've a had some, you know, I had some good sex recently. It was pretty great. Uh, and also, <laughs> uh, uh, I've also reconnected with somebody who I, I thought would like, we were never, 
going to be together. But I'm just like, you know what? I'm open to it now. And I'm actually ready because I am, I was able to like put away the fear of lack. I was able to finally let a little bit more of my shit go. And so ever since then, all I've been saying every day, I'm just like, I'm worthy of love and it's going to come soon. And that for me, it puts me at ease when I'm feeling lonely. I say, it's okay. I'm worthy of love and it will come soon. And that that's magical, Mm -hmm. right? So whether it, whether or not it's just a trick of me tricking my brain or whether I'm calling in the force of the universe to get some ass, like, yeah, totally. It's basically irrelevant. Yeah. I can't tell you correlation equals causation. I can only tell you that I did X and Y happened and I keep doing it and it still works. Like also I'm a, I'm a money witch. Like I have never like in the past few months, like where I have just needed money, little baby ritual. I have need, I have had all my needs supply baby. Oh my gosh. Send me that fucking ritual, please. Oh, 100%. I'll teach everybody how to do it. My favorite thing is teaching people like, my fa- my favorite two uh, magic tricks, I-, I have what I call a work candle and I have a-, and a money candle. My work candle is like if I have a day where like I need everything to go perfectly well and my focus to be there and for everyone to leave me the fuck alone. Now, this is like the funny thing. It's just like, well, Kevin, you did put your phone on do not disturb and then you did take your medication. <laughs> I mean, so it's like, you know, and also at the very beginning of the day, I lit a candle and I said, when this candle is done, I'm done. Mm. And I worked and burned through a candle for four or five hours. And I was just, it was like, and every time I looked at it, I was like, I've still got it. I'm still going. I've still got it. And you know, whether or not, like, you know, it's just like a metaphor for like what I want to feel. Isn't that a sacrament? <laughs> yeah. Everything's a sacrament. <laughs> and that's the thing. And I think that's good. That's witch theology for you. <laughs> that is really, really cool. You know, there seems to be a big trend of ex-evangelicals and ex-religious people in general who gravitate toward tarot, toward witchcraft. Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's a process because so many of us are working through the process of decolonizing our faith and decolonizing spirituality. Mm-hmm. And when I say decolonizing, I mean um, beginning to see faith uh, outside of the white heteronormative lens because Christianity by and large uh, is a European religion that was forced upon the world by Catholicism and the Roman Catholic church. Mm-hmm. And so um, a lot of folks, especially queer folks who don't find homes like for like, you know, especially like, you know, like non-binary folk, like we're always feeling like this kind of in-between space. And so I think when, as we discover spirituality across the board, we recognize again, everybody's, all of our atheist friends were right from elementary school. It's all saying the same thing. And yes, at the highest levels of religion, everything is saying the same thing. Problem is we can't operate on the highest levels because we live in an incarnated body and Donald Trump is still a president. So, yep. <laughs> and so what do we do in the meantime? We need to practice. And that is where spiritual paths come in of any kind. And my path happens to be you know, Jesus plus, you know, Lilith, LOL. (laughs) Um, So it, uh, people are attracted to it because it's natural feeling. Also just like we want, like there's a sense of like in exploring spirituality in different ways, what we're really trying to connect with is the sense of spirit or God or whatever 
We're trying to connect to love. We're trying to connect with our deepest, truest self. And there are all these lovely different modalities through which people can do it. And that's the reason it's like, people want to feel God and people are going to try and feel spirit wherever. Like I tell people like, I want to, I want to meet my teachers wherever I can find them. I want to like get the lesson wherever I can. I don't care if it's from Buddha or if it's from Jesus or it's from Krishna or if it's from Starhawk or if it's from my tarot cards or it's from just meditating for a while on, you know, something weird or like sitting with a crystal in my hand, you know, like I want my teacher wherever I can get it. That right there is so great. I think that is a major flaw in a lot of religions. What people claim holiness is Mm. the loyalty to the religion and the people in the religion versus the teachings versus the feelings versus an actual relationship with a god or divine or energy or the peace you've talked about. And I think you putting the focus on that is really beautiful. Yeah. The whole point of any practice should be peace. It's not to say like you're going to get over it's like you're just going to like bypass suffering, but you're going to learn how to let go of it. Because like some suffering like just happens. Like it's the part of life. But all the suffering that you can actually escape on your own because it's of your own making, you've got options, baby. Well, let's test that out. I am nervous and excited because I have never had a tarot reading before. But would you talk us through what happens in a tarot reading step by step as you pop my cherry and give me a reading? Ew, cherry. <laughs> also, I'm drinking cherry bubbly. <gasps> oh my gosh. A Is that a sign? Is that a sign? Is it already happening? Right. Hey, sorry. Pardon me. Oh, pardon me. Excuse me. Yeah. Let me just scoot to the front there. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. I know. I'm so sorry. Oh, 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 right there. Right there. Okay. Hi. Alrighty. I am so sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to prep you a little bit before we get into the reading. Kevin led me through a lovely guided breathing meditation that was amazing, but I assumed you wouldn't care to hear three minutes of me heavily breathing, so I cut that out. However, if that is a fetish of yours, or you want to meditate along with me as Kevin guides us, I have posted that on the Have a Blessed Gay website on this episode's page. So check that out on haveablessedgay.com, then click on episodes if you are interested. Okay, cool. Now, just so you can better imagine what's going down, I wanted to tell you some about the cards. A standard tarot card deck typically has 78 cards, consisting of the Major Arcana, which consists of 22 cards without suits. Then we got the Minor Arcana, which consists of 56 cards, divided into four suits of 14 cards each. Super duper similar to a standard playing card deck. But instead of spades, hearts, diamonds, and clubs, the traditional tarot suits are swords, batons, coins, and cups. But they differ depending on the deck. Generally speaking, the major arcana cards denote important life events, lessons, or milestones, while the minor arcana cards reflect day-to-day events. Now, there are many, many ways that readers shuffle their cards and various ways that they spread them out. But essentially, the reader will shuffle the cards in some fashion and either lay them out themselves or let the person choose their own cards. Kevin let me choose after they shuffled, and they do a five-card spread. 
So during the reading you're about to hear, we are looking at five cards. Boom, boom, boom. You are all set now to experience the reading. Enjoy. Any particular question, query, or do you want to just do like general read, see what's up? Let's do general. Cool. Love it. I'm going to just pull five cards. Okay. How do you feel? Are you excited? You? I am very excited, but I am a little nervous though. Nothing to be nervous about. Nothing to fear. It's just a deck of cards. It truly is, but I don't think that's what I'm actually fearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I cut the deck three times. I want you to pick stack one, two, or three. Uh, three was my initial thought, so I'll choose three. Okay, sick. Um, um, so the thing I'm picking up is like, A, um, a lot of uh, workload is a whole lot, and there's some things that need to be laid down in order to like start receiving joy again. <laughs> okay. Um, and there's also, it's just like, our thoughts can sometimes be the thing that actually brings us in. Like I, something I say to my clients is that the distance between heaven and hell is one thought. And a lot of times it's like, how many times am I going to let my thoughts drag me to hell, if you will. And how, but like, it's not so much about beating myself up about all the times. It's about remembering how do I just come back to myself? Like I always say, my question is always, how do I return to joy? How do I return to love? So this is what I'm, I'm looking at. Eight of Swords. So in this deck, they actually combine the major and the minor arcana, which I like because it kind of brings, uh, it brings it more into real life. So this is the Eight of Swords slash Justice inverted. So with this card in particular, this one is like, you see the eyes, she's given up her eyes to see things down here. And Justice is the card that is like, sees things very, very clearly. What is fair is fair. We reap what we sow. And then sometimes also it gets challenged. Sometimes we actually don't get the justice we think that we deserve or we want. And the fact that we didn't get justice keeps us up. It keeps us bound up and blind to how we can actually move forward. Mm. Let me not say blind. It keeps us um, unable to perceive. And so swords always represent the mind. They represent our thoughts and our fears and sometimes the things we need to say. And the eight of swords is like, all right, in what ways am I bound up and what are the ways I can start to change my mind so that I can sort of move beyond this? How do I move? Again, the question is always, how do I move beyond it? So over here on the left side, we have the 10 of wands slash judgment. So this one features a lovely little rooster and the rooster is waking up the next morning, calling out at the dawn and what in other decks, this is actually seen as the archangel Gabriel sounding the horn, calling the dead up from their graves. And the thing about going on to the life to come is that only what is real can go. Only what is real is what is what is being woken up in you. So if this is where like you are getting stuck, there's an opportunity right now. It's like, can I wake up to see what actually is right now? Rather than always thinking about ways I was wronged in my past. And how can I wake up to what is happening right now? Nine of Wands slash the Suns. This one is the uh, the card of perseverance. 
right here. It's the card of I am making it for it. If you look real closely with this one, they they feature this um, arc shape. Mm -hmm. And um, in the nine of wands in most decks, it features a person who's like moving towards this... um, this art shape with like a whole bunch of things on his back. And it's like, I don't know if that's going to fit. And it brings to mind that verse that says it's easier for a camel to fit through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And with that, I say, I was like, all right, what am I taking with me that I can't carry through the arch? What is the, the task or the responsibility that is not bringing me joy? And how do I come back to that? Cause that's what the sun is about. The sun also, these are all major arcana. So it's like, Pay attention is what these always are saying. It's like uh, the sun is about returning to joy. It's about waking up. So it's like, hey, this rooster is trying to wake you up. And the sun is like, hey, the day is dawning. Now, this is over here is like the right side, the how. Um, Celebration of self and being able to be generous with what one has. Three of cups. I think of this one as the Holy Trinity card of like who is pouring into me and I into them and how are we pouring into each other? Cause just as the Holy spirit, you know, if we want to believe like how Trinitarian theology works, mm-hmm. the Holy spirit, like God loves God's self and is delighted in God's self all the time. And also because we are part of the God self, God is delighted in us all the time. So what would happen if we actually just believed in that? This card is about being jovial and actually fucking having a moment to like yourself and to celebrate what God has made, because it is egotistical to not celebrate that. To not celebrate it is, is to say that I know better than love. Don't do that way. So with Four of Pentacles, Pentacles being about our coins and our money, this card is asking, like, some people say it's just like, am I living within my means, and can I afford to be generous with what I have? Um, And I think the answer for me is always yes. In some way, I can afford to be more generous with what I have. And so whether that is with um, my time or my money or my energy, it's like sometimes if I feel like I'm stuck in a rut, the way for me to get out of that rut is to give my energy to something or to give myself to maybe a cause that's better than me. So for me, my stressor right now has been the election. So Rather than stressing about it, I'm phone banking about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, what can I actually give my energy to? What's the next best thought I can reach for that can bring me back to peace? So if I'm looking at all of this overall, it's like whatever has been like the shit from your past that you're ready to let go of, you're ready. You're ready. The spirits are waking. The spirit has already woken you up to it. You already know. And the way out The way out is celebrating how far you've come, compassion for what you've done and being able to give yourself to something that's going to be life giving. All right. So I'll go ahead and tell you, this is pretty weird because when you initially asked me if I wanted a general or a specific question, the specific question that I was kind of tempted to ask was uh, work or career related. And then you spread all the cards and that was your initial thought was like we're career related and I, I, yeah, I mean, that is very, very strange and, uh, it definitely resonated with me and yeah, I get it. I I get what you're saying. I know how it pertains to me. Um, and yeah, it's just (laughs) very weird. (laughs) Good. And that's the whole thing. It's like we pull these things and, uh, 
typically after that, if like, you know, if we're doing like an extended reading with someone, I'd be like, so tell me, what does this bring to mind for you? Or if someone says, well, yes, I have this thing I need to let go of. That's so cool. It really reminds me of therapy, but just a very visual, very sensory driven type of therapy. What I've learned through my practices with within yoga and meditation and any other just mindfulness practice uh, through studying Buddhism and through studying uh, the Baha'i faith, through studying uh, the writings of other witches, writings of indigenous peoples of like indigenous faith. I've just like what I've learned more than anything is that like it does not matter how you get there. It just matters that you get there. You know, God doesn't care what you call her. It's just that you do. Mm. And I think a lot of folks who leave these evangelical or like these oppressive or conservative spaces, we never give ourselves permission to start exploring other things because we still have it's the devil. If I believe that I'm connected to the God of the universe and that I'm also like co-heirs with Christ and that all things are under Christ's feet, then why would I ever worry about a curse? Oh, wow. I love that so much. It's one of those things where just like the mind is like the most powerful tool that we have. And it's where all of the magic is actually occurring. Course in Miracles would say that the only place, the only level of change that can occur is on the level of thought. For what gives rise to a world can hardly be called idle. If we change this, we change our whole experience. Mm, I love that. And like, like I said, I know this was a general reading, but it really did speak to the question that I was thinking about asking and what you said spoke directly to my thoughts. And, you know, whether that is something tangible to where I can point to be like, yes, this is, you know, something that is happening in the universe or whatever. I, I don't know, but it doesn't really matter because it, it did affect me in a positive way. And I, I think that is really all that matters. And for anyone who is interested in this type of work, anyone who wants to find you and keep up with all the wonderful work that you do outside of this as well, where can they find you and keep up with you? You can find all of my work across the internet at thekevingarcia.com. That's T-H-E, Kevin Garcia. I'm at thekevingarcia across social media. Um, book, book a reading on my website. I have a spiritual direction course where I'm working with people in deconstruction of their faith world and trying to figure out how to do spirituality now, post all of the bullshit. Um, so if that's interesting to you, go ahead and set up a call with me. If you want to get my book, it's called Bad Theology Kills. And the subtitle is Undoing Toxic Belief and Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority, which is available at badtheologykills.com. Ba-da-ba-dum. And um, if you are a you know human who wants to date a nice human like me, slide into my DMs and um, you know send your references. Oh yeah, and be thirsty, but not too thirsty, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm available and open for uh, for conversation and queries. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on queer. Yeah. Only queers, queries, <laughs> queries. <laughs> Kevin, thank you so much for chatting with me. This was so much fun. I love tarot. I love you. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me. This was a really cool time. I'm glad we got to share this experience together. And uh, I'm glad I got to be your first. Mm. <laughs> 
So freaking cool. The reading definitely spoke to me in a profound way, and maybe it did for you too. Either way, I hope you enjoyed it. Here are my main takeaways from this conversation. Number one, there is a debate on how far back tarot cards go, but some have traced it to ancient Egypt. They are for divination, meaning connecting to spirit, similar to the concept of prayer. But at the end of the day, they're just cards, paper, and it is our intention and how we use them as a tool toward peace that matters. Number two, if you can remember what peace feels like, you can always get back to it. Number three, we don't need answers. If something works for you and it isn't hurting anyone, then fucking use it. Number four, meet your teachers wherever you can find them. Get the lesson wherever you can. Number five, when people focus solely on their allegiance to a religion or faith, begin to worship the religion versus the deity it was created for, I think they are missing the bigger picture and not allowing themselves to truly connect with the divine. Number six, the distance between heaven and hell is one thought. Number seven, God doesn't care what you call her. They just care that you call. I have posted links in the show notes for Kevin. Please check them out. Also, please take a moment, send some positive energy, and leave a quick review. Make sure you are subscribed and reach out to me. I love hearing from you. Also, follow the podcast on social media at Have a Blessed Gay on all the platforms. Now, if you are struggling and you can't laugh it off or get inspired by some cards, then please do reach out to the helplines that I always post in the show notes. Wherever you are today, however you're feeling, just know this. You are special. You are purposeful. And you are fucking beautiful. Have a blessed day, y'all.